0: What is up everybody welcome to another episode of the whiskey sessions we are on episode 57 what is up b pimp i'm alive
1: and loving every minute of it
0: that's what we like to hear i'm starting to wonder as i do this show more and more as we do it more and more am i are my intros like like morning radio power hour
1: Hey, we're ready here for whiskey sessions. That's not how they sound, but no, I don't think it is.
0: I'm trying to figure out if like I want to raise my energy level a little bit from my baseline, which is like put you to sleep. But I also <laughs> don't want to be like inauthentic. I want to be semi-authentic.
1: I think you've definitely nailed semi-authentic.
0: Okay, good. Uh, that's what I go for in my life, semi-authentic.
1: I that's you should that should be like an album.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that will be. Ooh. EP2, Semi-Authentic.
1: Semi-Authentic.
0: I like it. Uh, Okay, well, we have a good episode for our listeners. We're going to be talking top five cult movies. So uh, this is... um, Definitely, I know there are a lot of opinions on what people like in a a good cult movie. I have my own. I've been kind of messing with the order all day today. I think I've settled on something, but I'm not positive. Uh, We'll see. Uh, I've got a good whiskey to test, but... As we both know, the NBA playoffs are underway. B-Pimp, are you excited for it?
1: I am. I actually uh, splurged and got sling orange and blue for the playoffs so I could get all those ESPN games.
0: Whoa, okay. Tell your listeners at home, not that this is a sling ad, but what is the difference between orange and blue?
1: It's very easy, actually. Blue is the package that comes with the larger variety of channels, and it includes the Turner family of networks, Mm -hmm. and Orange is basically anything ESPN or ESPN related, so I got like ESPN through ESPN3, you get the SEC network, the ACC network, it's like anything ESPN is involved with
0: is on Orange. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes me want to, do you think I could get it for just like two months and then get rid of it? You can. I've done that before. Oh, I did, so for Sling, I remember one year it was, I can't even remember what the playoff game was. It was was like a game seven of a Western Conference Finals, and I got the one week free trial of Sling, and then I actually remembered to get rid of it afterwards.
1: That is key. I always set a reminder on my phone for those free trials, because I'm like, you're not going to get me.
0: No. Big big streaming. (laughs) Big streaming, yeah. It's, uh... No, that worked for that. I might do that for these two months, though, because I I look at the playoff schedule and to see how many are on ESPN or TNT is heartbreaking for somebody that doesn't have either one of those channels.
1: I highly recommend it. It's very good. I, I, the reason I have it right now, I originally got it for something last year. Maybe the Olympics? Was there an Olympics? There was. So I think because Lisa's an Olympics head, Okay. So, so we, you know, she has to watch her Olympics, and I kind of like it too. So we're like, yeah, let's get sling. And then that led into, I don't know, some other season where I was like, "Mm, I could watch some stuff on this, maybe football. So I just kind of have kept it. Every time I would normally get rid of it, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm going to watch the NBA playoffs or March Madness or whatever. So, yeah, that's like
0: stopped me. We actually, when we first got cable, we were getting this free trial of HBO, and it has since. Like I think we got it for a year, and so now our cable bill has gone up. I think because of the HBO, and I'm about to get rid of it, but I'm just gonna wait till the end of Game of Thrones, and then get rid of it. The real show that you should be watching is Barry. Oh, I like Bill Hader a lot too. I haven't seen it yet though.
1: It's an amazing show. Henry Winkler is out of out of this world in that Ooh. show.
0: Okay, here's the question for you. Since we're doing cult movies. This episode, and for our listeners, uh, when we see you again in two weeks, we're gonna do cult TV shows. Would you say Barry counts as a cult TV show?
1: I have a answer for you, which is no, and the reason is it's too new, and it could has the potential to be one. I think, mm-hmm. especially if it's only like two or three seasons and it doesn't go on for a while, and. But then it just kind of because I could see it being one of those shows where it'll just kind of linger, and the people who really liked it will talk about it like me, but other right. people will forget. So eh, eh, it's potential.
0: That's good to know. So I, I, I'm starting to figure out kind of what your criteria is a little bit for a cult show. It needs it needs to it needs a minute to simmer.
1: Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta you know baste in its own juices.
0: Right. Okay. That's uh. I don't know why that's a gross way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's just the word based.
0: Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's uh it's a combo it's, of the based and juices. I'm like, Neh.
1: yeah, that's my new uh shtick is just to like say gross words.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um so yeah, okay, going back to the NBA, who do you like in the finals? Now that we've actually seen the teams that are in the playoffs.
1: If I recall correctly, I think I picked the Raptors and the Nuggets.
0: Yeah, that actually oh. does doesn't look bad.
1: And I'm going to stick with it. And I think I picked the Nuggets to win it oh. all. I'm just going to go with it.
0: Wow. Uh, you know, I like that. Uh, I think the Spurs have a chance to knock them off in the first round. But if the Nuggets get some momentum going, then yeah, they look like a pretty strong team.
1: I'm not going to lie. I would have I would have really been pulling for the uh, Blazers. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, Jurgic absolutely destroyed his leg. So that's... Not good. I like...
0: So, the injury that he had, the injury... It's the same injury that I think Paul George had and Gordon Hayward and Kevin Ware and the NCAA. This, like, disgusting, like, shin break, suddenly, am I wrong, seems to be happening every year in basketball.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know quite what to make of that it seems like something i never saw before no like you don't you don't re- i have no recollection of seeing like a, a 1980s basketball game where somebody would like snap their leg in half it's no. just
0: it never happened like the only person it happened to was like joe theisman
1: well and... that was because Lawrence taylor sat on it
0: <laughs> right but that that but that like, that injury had lore for like 25 years, saying, like, can you believe this happened? That same injury seems to be happening in basketball every damn year, and I don't know what's happening.
1: It's like the school shootings of sports injuries. It kind (laughs) of is.
0: Trying to think how I transition off a school shooting. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I have a whiskey to try. If you want to forget about the woes of our world and our stupid, stupid gun culture, it helps to get drunk. Um, so, the whiskey I'm trying for this episode is definitely not one we tried before because, frankly, I don't think I've ever had it before or really even noticed it before. It's called Appleton Estate Signature Blend. Oh, shit. This isn't even a whiskey.
1: Oh, amazing. What is it? It's a
0: Jamaican rum. Yes! Yes! Oh my God! I was. It's rum sessions. <laughs> oh no!
1: I think you should do it, and this is like a, uh, you know, like a gorilla oh, attack. Yeah,
0: it is. I cannot believe it was it. It was with the whiskeys.
1: You're like, I've never had this whiskey
0: before. <laughs> oh my God! I don't even like rum. It's a Jamaican <laughs> rum. Oh, here's the worst part. It's imported by Campari America in San Francisco, California.
1: So it's a local rum.
0: Oh, God, why?
1: So can you, so do you think you could, (laughs) is it like you don't like rum to the point where you don't even want to try it? No,
0: no, I will. I'm embarrassed for what our podcast is. (laughs) I can't believe i made this mistake.
1: This is, this is like the, it's like a scandal that's going
0: to Yeah, I feel like I was fraudulently given a scholarship on the crew team. That's yeah. I can rum. And I'm trying to bring it to the whiskey sessions?
1: This could get us, this could open us up to a whole new world of rum heads, though. So it if you look might. at it that way.
0: I, I don't even want those listeners, though, to be frank
1: what's a what's a typical rum drinker to you
0: i i don't know like somebody who has not matured past the point of being 20 years old
1: i think it's a a, like a semi-attractive like a grayed gray hair uh looks like a drifter wears kind of like open hawaiian shirts
0: yeah way too (laughs) open (laughs)
1: <laughs> Basically, like, uh, if Timothy Oliphant wasn't awesome, but was <laughs> yeah, yeah, there go. sad, it would be the rum drinker.
0: Yeah, okay, so, a little more information about this. Uh, it is 40% alcohol by volume, and if I didn't state earlier, is rum. Um, and it was, let's see, established in 1749 in Jamaica. That just seems like a lie. See, like, everything that comes with rum seems fraudulent to me.
1: We can't... I got news for you. This cannot get anywhere near either the train or a boot. So, no. we have to have a one-time rum rating
0: designation. System. You know what's... the worst thing is I already prepared my glass on the rocks. And so, I'm just putting some rum on the rocks,
1: and it feels wrong. What can we... It, it's gotta be... It's going to be, uh, do you put your thumb in the rum barrel or do you let it flow?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, man. All right. I'm going to give it a try and just see if I like it. But we're, I'm going for a very different taste. This is so exciting. Well, it smells terrible. <laughs> it is definitely like got that paint kind of smell that a lot of cheaper rums have. Oh, good start. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking it. It kind of brings me back to college a little bit when we used to drink a lot of Captain Morgan. Oh, boy. So, it's, like, got the nostalgia factor to it. Uh, Good or bad, I'm not sure, but... You know, for a rum, I don't hate it that much. It's okay. Okay. I I would say it's about on par with Captain Morgan. Okay. So, in going by that metric for a rum, I'm saying it's on the vessel.
1: It's on the rum... It's Barrel?
0: A, yeah, Yeah, well, it's on the whatever sailboat that Captain Morgan is on. Okay. So you can take that to mean what you want. I would say, if you like rum, and again, if you do, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast, it is okay.
1: I can't wait to, like, how, I'm going to do something really cool for this uh, announcement tweet that this po- this episode's out. Yeah. <laughs> to appeal to the rum <laughs> Room crowd. There's
0: something. I mean, yeah, we we could definitely market this way, this in a different way, and probably appeal to a lot more people. But um, yeah, I I cannot believe I made that mistake. Although I sort of do believe it because I've been looking at the same. I go to the same liquor store most times in preparing for this podcast, and I've gone through a lot of the whiskeys that I feel comfortable paying for. <laughs> and then when I saw this one pop up, I was like, "Whoa! I do not remember that one at all." It said 1999 on the top, and I said, "That's a great price for me," and I bought it. And I did not even read the label. I just
1: noticed it was brown, and I grabbed it. If it, if it makes you feel any better, I bought some Trail Mix at Aldi a couple weeks ago, and it had milk in the chocolate that was in it. So. Oh. It's the same bag that normally doesn't have milk in it, but it's a bigger version. So I'm like, well, it's got to be the same ingredients, but wrong. So you know, kids, read the labels. Kids read
0: the labels. Mistakes happen. You know, it's a part of life. But I will say, if if you have a happy accident of your own and accidentally buy rum when you meant to buy whiskey, you can make a bigger mistake than going with Appleton Estate. But I will say this to the folks at Appleton Estate. Where it says Jamaican rum could be much larger print. It should be like flashing. Flashing. Like some neon sign you have to plug in the bottle to get it to work right. It could be much larger. It's very small print on the bottle. But that said, I'm going to keep drinking it.
1: Hey, that's the the right attitude.
0: Alright, so B-Pimp, we got to talk cult movies. And I'm hoping, you know, just like I accidentally picked rum... Uh, instead of a whiskey, I'm guessing that there are some different definitions of what makes a cult movie. You've already said that, hey, that it, it's got a steep, wait, what was it? Based in its juices.
1: Yeah, based in its juices, yeah.
0: But I think there'll be a lot of arguments of, like, I think I have a couple on my list that are maybe too popular, I'm not sure. I mean, none of them did great when they came out, I know that, but yeah, I I'm excited. How difficult was it for you to put together your list?
1: It was, it was actually a little difficult for me to get started, but then once I thought of a couple, it kind of opened the floodgates, and the rest came to me, and I even have a couple honorable mentions.
0: Cool. Yeah, I have a couple honorable mentions as well. So yeah, let's get to it. Without further ado, these are our top five cult classic movies. More than
1: four, less than six, it's the top
0: five. All right, B. Pimp, what is your number five cult classic movie? The Stanley Kubrick classic, A Clockwork Orange. Hmm, That's a good one. I haven't watched that in a long time, but uh, good pick.
1: I think it's a classic of cinema, like a treasure. Uh-huh. But I know that there's people who don't watch it because it is kind of disturbing in a lot of parts. And it's almost like an exercise in seeing how much... Like, how uncomfortable you could be and, like, sit through a movie.
0: Yeah, a lot of Kubrick um, movies are like that.
1: Yeah. So I so I think that there is kind of a cult aspect to it where it's not, like, a mainstream. Uh, you don't hear people really mention it that often, I guess. But I think it's a really fantastic film. No, it really is. Um, trying, when did that come out? Was it the 70s? I want to say 79. I'm not 100% positive. It's probably earlier than that, though.
0: Yeah. Well, it can't be that early, though. I mean, Stanley Kubrick didn't die till like, 2000, right?
1: Yeah, because he did Eyes Wide Shut right before, right? Yeah.
0: I tried watching that movie. Could not do it.
1: Oh, I saw it. All the really? way through.
0: I don't even know what the plot is. I, I remember watching the first, like, half an hour or hour and just being like, what is this? Okay, I'm done.
1: I have no recollection of the plot. All I remember is the orgy scene. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, Very very striking visuals. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Alright, my number five is... uh, Along that same vein. Only uh, a Will Forte classic. Oh boy. MacGruber. That's a good pick. I thought this movie was hilarious. The casting is really odd and weird. Like, Ryan Felipe is in it. Yeah. And Val Kilmer. (laughs) Um, But then... Like, there's... I don't know. There's a ton of fun... Oh, and Kristen Wiig, of course, too. But there's a ton of funny scenes where, like... I I just remember this one where McGruber knocks these guys out. Actually, he might have killed them. And sets them up so they're, like, flicking people off. Like, corpses flicking people off. And it's just... I don't know. The image of it is hilarious. It's a really funny movie.
1: That is a funny movie. I highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to check it out.
0: Yeah, and especially for, like... You know, SNL skit movies are pretty hit or miss. And you would think, especially McGruber, because when it ran on SNL, those skits were like, in between commercial breaks, they were like 30 seconds long. They weren't even like full skits at all. So that they could turn that into a whole movie, very impressive.
1: It's, a, it's the biggest, It's the best accomplishment since Ladies' Man.
0: I, hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, I think I like it more than Ladies' Man. Well, you know. Yeah, okay. All right, what's your number four?
1: Uh, The Room. Ooh, I just
0: took The Room off my list. Let's hear it.
1: So, I consider, again, The Room to be maybe one of the five pillars of comedy history. Um, That's probably not an opinion shared by most, but I think it's amazing, and (laughs) I think it almost maybe has become too too uh not popular is not the right word but i think because of disaster artists it got a lot more exposure yeah um but i still think like for the longest time it was one of those things where it was rare to come across somebody that had seen it and if somebody had you just got so excited because it's like you knew the quotes it's like the ultimate movie of that for me so um yeah i didn't want to put it too high on the list but i think it's slots in at number four
0: no that was a great pick and i I will say i haven't seen the room in a few years but i did see the disaster artist fairly recently and it did remind me of like oh yeah that movie is pretty fucking great
1: like it does make me want to watch good too
0: yeah disaster artist was good too but it makes me want to watch the room again because there are a lot of quotes it's just not just that there are quotes but just how bizarre tommy Wiseau is in general in almost everything he does.
1: Yeah, that's a very accurate statement. It's just... It's like a fascinating study of of, of a man.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, no, great pick. My number four... And this is one that I kind of debated whether it was really a cult classic, but I'm saying it is... Friday.
1: Oh, interesting. I did not think... Of th- that. I didn't think of that at, in this way, but it's... I think you're right, it does qualify.
0: Yeah, like... Ice Cube, uh, not his acting deb- debut, I don't think. Yeah, it might be. Who knows? Uh, he's good in it. Chris Tucker steals it. Uh, it's just, like, especially right around my early teenage years, and I don't know that I found a movie more enjoyable than that. Uh, I'm not sure how many times I've seen it, and the sequels were definitely not as good as the original, but Friday is an awesome movie.
1: Yeah, I think they're, aren't they making another one?
0: Probably. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't go back to that well to make a a few more bucks. I I forget the actor who plays Ice Cube's dad, too, but he's, like, classic, like, sitcom comedy movie dad.
1: Isn't it, like, John Witherspoon or something like that? Ah,
0: Maybe that's his name. Yeah. He's amazing. He
1: The dad from the Wayans Brothers
0: Yes. Yes. John Witherspoon. I didn't know his name.
1: I'm not 100% on that. I think I think it is.
0: Well, we don't have Google or anything like that, so we're just going to have to have our listeners fact check us.
1: I'm damn sure not looking it up.
0: No, no way. Um, but yeah, as I take another sip of this rum that is not whiskey, I am saying my number four is Friday.
1: And I will say my number three, which is Eraserhead.
0: Ooh, I've never seen this movie, but I saw it pop up on a lot of lists I was going through.
1: It's one of the most iconic covers of a movie, I would argue. That's that true. That guy with the crazy hair. Yeah. Uh, it's a David Lynch joint. I don't know if he calls his movies that, but I just did. Um, <laughs> Spike Lee and, calls
0: his movies <laughs> David Lynch
1: joints. Yeah, David. It's a David, the new David Lynch joint by Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, but I think it's 1977. It was the that picture from the cover was on the cover of a book that Keith lent me in college which was my introduction to like how crazy and deep the world of low-budget cinema is Mm. so it's it's been like a kind of one of those that i always go back to as just a just an if anybody's familiar with david lynch films they're always it's 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 a a journey um and it's kind of a kind of an intense movie it's hard to really summarize so it's like one of those things you either seen it or you haven't
0: yeah, and I, and I will say with David Lynch, and this will go to our next episode where we talk about cult TV shows that I'm embarrassed to say, like, Twin Peaks will not be on my list of favorite cult TV shows because I, and the listeners will crushed me for this, I've never seen it. It makes me, as I was going through these lists and putting together cult movies and cult TV shows, like, I need to see more of these, like. Another one I've not seen from movies. I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, like ever. So clearly, that's not going to be on my list. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of movies I got to see. I've never seen Harold and Maud either.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's one of Keith's favorites too. That around that time when he lent me the book, the infamous book.
0: Yeah. But what are you going to do? All right, my number three is Office Space.
1: Another one did not put it in the cult in my mind, but you're right. I really didn't do a good job.
0: No, I mean, I think that is one of the ones that's like, it's not that cultish. It didn't do well in theaters, but is still like, you could argue it's not a cult movie. I just think it's, it gained enough momentum since its release that it deserves to be in that status, at least for me.
1: I mean, Jennifer Aniston's in it, so...
0: Right, She's a big star, and if you've seen, I know, like, somebody did an oral history on that movie, and that was, like, I think, for everybody else that they cast, the studio was requesting there would be one pretty well-known name, so that is why they got Jennifer Aniston, but I think she's great in it.
1: Yeah, she really was very good. And Ron Livingston became more of a kind of, he's been in a lot more stuff since that movie, but... At the time you I don't I had never seen him.
0: Yeah, I think he was in like Bob Roberts, which was a little before that, but not not that much that I know of. And he really he was cast
1: perfectly. Oh yeah, that's one of those roles where like you I know that other people could have done it, but I can't imagine seeing that movie with anybody else in that role.
0: No. Uh hilarious movie though. All right, what is your
1: number what are we on? Two? Number two. Yeah. So the astute Whiskey Sessions listener may have noticed when uh, Amets mentioned Rocky Horror Picture Show, I was silent. Very silent. I thought I was going to have to
0: edit in you talking about it.
1: And, then, <laughs> and now we get to number two on my list, which is a movie I haven't seen, Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: <laughs> See, I, I like this, though, because we take a different approach to how we decide to rank these movies. There's no rule that says you have to have seen it.
1: No, I know, and and to be fair, this is the only one on my list that I hadn't seen. But along with the room where which which where, uh, when I saw that at the music box because my sister got me tickets for a live show, which was awesome.
0: Nice. And
1: Tommy Wiseau was there.
0: Oh my god.
1: It was the best. He had his cargo shorts on. Like, I don't know what he had in those pockets, but he was there. <laughs> A lot
0: of shit, and I'm guessing.
1: They got, like, eight janitor key rings. <laughs> um, but he was there, and, like, people do the, you know, the cues where, like, something happens and you throw stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they did that for The Room, and that's inspired by the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's, I think, to me, other than, I mean, my number one, I put, a little bit more for selfish reasons cuz it's one of my favorite movies but if it wasn't for that i feel like it would be my number 1.
0: Yeah, i mean that's fair. It's kind of like the OG in that in that kind of response of like throwing things in a theater, kind of reacting that way to a movie. Like you there's no other movie where i even remember growing up in West Seattle, we had this old movie theater that would show every so often Rocky Horror Picture Show for a midnight showing.
1: That was the big thing, like the, you know, it was like some people would travel around and, and to different cities that had that, because it would rotate, and it's like, it's a huge, it was kind of like a cultural phenomenon almost.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, it's a movie I haven't seen, but it's got Tim Curry in it, and Tim Curry is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, haven't you seen Clue? Yeah, Clue, Home
0: Alone 2, all of the classics.
1: The Home Alone 2, right up there with yeah an episode
0: of of criminal minds (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh that's the trifecta of tim curry stuff that i have seen but i need to see rocky horror picture show
1: that was also a preview for the curry cast
0: yes Ooh, let's do it because i like to make if like one episode can be like a curry that we made and how it tastes and then alternate episodes can be about tim curry uh shows or movies
1: we, we, we're we not allowed to have any Steph Curry, though.
0: No, screw that guy.
1: I will talk about Del Curry.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Del Curry. Um... Eddie Curry. Oh, yeah, Eddie Curry. Wait, I wonder what he's up to.
1: I think he's like a limo driver or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, did you see on Dirk Nowitzki's last night that Sean Kemp gave a little
1: speech about him? That's amazing. I did not see that.
0: It was weird, like, it was, yeah, Dirk Nowitzki's last night, and they had, like, five legends talk about him, and one of them was Sean Kemp, which I found, I love Sean Kemp, he's my favorite NBA player of all time, I still found that choice sort of baffling.
1: Was there justification for it in his speech?
0: Kind of, I mean, first of all, they didn't have that much of a career overlap, like, probably, like, two years, and that was not good Kemp, or really even good Nowitzki.
1: It was bigger Kemp and baby Nowitzki.
0: Yeah. And all he said was that, uh, he tried to figure out a way to guard Nowitzki's fadeaway, and he never did. But I will say it was actually for just about a minute of talking pretty good. It was a nice thing to say about Dirk Nowitzki, but it was funny that he was there.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know. That is, that is strange. I wonder if I, am going to look for that on the, on the who's tube.
0: Yeah. Find it. Definitely. Um, It's, uh, I always like hearing Sean Kemp talk. He has a lisp, which I kind of forget about sometimes. Like Mike Tyson? Um, not that high pitched. Oh uh, yeah. But a a little bit like it.
1: Okay. I'm going to check that out. All
0: right. My number two is the Warriors. Speaking of Steph Curry.
1: Sorry. Speaking of Tim Curry, but that's one of my honorable mentions. Just wanted to get that in there.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I freaking love this movie.
0: It is so... I mean, I know it's like really loosely, loosely, loosely based on the Odyssey. um, But it is just like... It's what I want a lot more movies to be. Like, set in pretty much real time. uh, And just going through for 90 minutes or two hours. I don't think it's even that long of a movie. It's probably like 90 minutes. Of just, like, following this group of people uh, as they try to make their way through New York... Escaping other gangs, uh, fighting other gangs—it's um, just really cool. Like that's that's how I want to see more movies be made. Like it's got to start, and then you just go.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know that's an excellent choice. I I think it's I haven't seen it in a very long time, and I think that skewed my opinion to not have it ranked, but rather an honorable mention.
0: I will say it was a movie, so I had seen it when I was a teenager with my brother. Uh, and then I tried to watch it again with Maggie. And I kind of realized, like, maybe ten minutes in, like, this movie is not for her. Were you right? Uh, yeah, I think she fell asleep. Like, pretty <laughs> quick. Not that she doesn't fall asleep in most of the movies we watch, but it's just like, like that one, like, the the, the sleep time was, like, exponentially faster. That's
1: that's her movie rating system.
0: Yeah, I think I think she'll watch the first ten minutes of a movie, make a split decision in her head of, do I want to follow this anymore? No, okay, out.
1: I, honestly, that's a good way to live your life.
0: It's not bad. I mean, it's how we like both fall asleep to episodes of like Forensic Files
1: on a near nightly basis. Oh, what a, what a great show that is.
0: Yeah, you know what's great? Like, we have gone through every single episode, which in and of itself is pretty incredible, but because we've fallen asleep to so many and Netflix has just kept playing them, like, I don't remember half of them. So we can so just you, go through again.
1: If only there was, like, a setup where you could have everyone start at, like, the 15-minute mark and then you'd be seeing, like, all new episodes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I
0: I wake up in the morning thinking, like, Gosh, do none of these resolve?
1: <laughs> They're really not doing a lot of, forensics.
0: <laughs> yeah. The forensics are terrible. Uh, all right, we're down to it. Uh, we haven't had any double dips. I don't, I don't know if we'll have one on this one. My guess is no, but I could be wrong. Uh, what is your number one, B. Pimp?
1: My number one is also one of my favorite movies in general, and it's The Big Lebowski.
0: Ooh, good pick. I just left it off my list, but that's a great pick.
1: I'm The Big Lebowski is so important to me that I honestly, I shouldn't do this. This is not a good way to be a human, but I immediately judge someone if they tell me that they don't like The Big Lebowski.
0: That, okay. So what if I told you I wasn't crazy about that movie? I'm going to hang up. Okay. So, it's not that I dislike it. I just I've never liked it to the level of putting it as my number 1 cult movie. I've even seen it like four or five times.
1: I'm I'm speechless. I I don't know
0: what it is. It it, it maybe it's just my contrarian nature. It could be well, that I do think it's good and I'm just trying to poke holes in it.
1: Well, yeah. And, and I'm, I, you know, I'm exaggerating slightly. Like, I do think a little bit less of you now, but not to the point where, like, I'm going to not be friends with you. It's just, you know, why? Yeah. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I mean, on top of the fact that I'm drinking rum at a whiskey sessions, that's like a two strike policy, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah. The Big Lebowski, the reason I think it's a cult movie, which maybe I I don't know if everybody would necessarily agree with that. Um, cause it's a Coen brothers movie and it's, uh, you know, it's like a fairly popular, like most people at least know the title, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, it's so strange. Like if you really broke down what they're doing in that movie, it's very weird and it's not to everyone's taste. Like there are people that I think just don't have patience for weirdness for its own sake that, uh. You know, they're like, why? Like, why would you want to watch this? And I've heard <laughs> that from people. And I get it, but it's just, I think that makes it more defensible as a cult movie. Otherwise, it's just a great film.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I i think it fits the bill of a cult movie. Um, it, especially by your definition of, I don't think it did that well when it came out. And it's gained a lot of momentum since. yeah. I, I I certainly think it counts as a cult movie. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, so it has my seal of approval for fitting the definition, at least.
1: It's a positive step.
0: Yes. All right, my number one is... This is definitely a cult movie. Strange Brew.
1: Oh, man, you hoser.
0: I love that movie, and I realized when I was putting together this list and that I had to put it number one. I haven't watched this movie in about four or five years, and I'm going to watch it tonight after we're done recording. I'll find whatever it's on, if it's Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu or whatever. I love that
1: movie.
0: It's, like, just perfectly made. Um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It sort of threads a plot together, but it doesn't try too hard. But it doesn't totally give up on the idea of having a plot. Because then it's like, you need to be invested in something. It's yeah. got one of my favorite like movie villain type actors of all time in Max von Sydow. Like, that guy is
1: menacing. Yeah, and the, and the plot that they did come up with is pretty pretty fantastic.
0: It really is. It's good. I love that movie. Number one.
1: I, I'm totally on board with that.
0: Glad to hear it. Um, okay, so what do you have for honorable mentions? What just missed the cut?
1: Another David Lynch joint in Blue Velvet. Nice. Have you seen Have you seen that one? No. I had... Uh, it's sharing stories of watching movies with your significant other. I convinced somehow Lisa to watch that with me. And when it got to the part with Dennis Hopper... <laughs> Where he's he's got like laughing gas.
0: That's all you need and, to say. I don't know the movie, but when you say it got to the part with Dennis Hopper, I'm like, oh boy.
1: It's a really weird it's much weirder than I remembered it being, and I looked over and Lisa's face was like, What is what is wrong with you? And I think she did soldier through that, which I give her credit for, but uh yeah. it's I love it. It's not for everybody. No. Um I also have Donnie Darko and Fight mm-hmm. Club.
0: Yeah, Fight Club is good. I had a tough time deciding. I like the movie Fight Club, and I saw it on some other list.
1: I'm like, is this really a cult classic? I mean, it's got Brad Pitt in it. No, I, yeah, you're right. But I think it's just... I think it's more because... Wasn't that that not, the guy who wrote that book became famous more so after that movie came out? Yeah. And then everybody was, like, obsessed with that?
0: And, like, honestly, the more I think about it, it's like... It is a movie that has gained a lot of momentum since its release. So I think it i think it fits for a cult, uh, cult classic for sure. Nice. What are yours? Uh, mine, I've got Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Clerks, Half-Baked, The Room, The Big Lebowski, and Super Troopers.
1: Oh yeah, Super Troopers would be on there.
0: Yeah, you know what? Super Troopers on my list would actually probably be higher if... Uh, their subsequent movies were better
1: yeah I know Uh, I haven't seen the sequel I don't know if I will no Um, I
0: haven't seen the sequel I did see this is crazy I saw Club Dread which was like their second movie when that came out Um, and it's it's funny like came out the same weekend as like Passion of the Christ or something hilarious like that so it definitely did not do well but it also was like bad
1: I'm glad to hear that you also found passion of the christ to be hilarious <laughs>
0: yeah i haven't seen passion of the christ but if i did well i don't know if i'd find it hilarious i don't think i'd be able to watch it but it was a side splitter yeah <laughs> literally and then beer fest was like fine but not great
1: yeah vodka Ron is a huge advocate for beer fest and i watched it on his recommendation and it is, there are definitely things in that movie that are funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but, do love
0: that the the twin of the guy who dies comes back yeah. and says like, you know what, just call me this guy. And I, he told me so many stories. Like <laughs> that is a funny scene.
1: It is. And there yeah. are definitely things that uh, like, it's a movie that I could see watching again. Like if I, it's a good movie. I mean, if you're drunk. I, mean, I think it's a good drunk movie where you're not really like needing the highest quality cinema. No, f- uh, for sure. But it's uh, yeah, it's it, it, Super Troopers was kind of a singular they just captured something in that movie that I don't know if they'll they'll find again.
0: No, I don't think they will. And and, and like in reality Super Troopers is funny in a lot of parts, but like as a whole movie it's not that great.
1: Well, the second half is is a slog, but it really starts out really funny.
0: Yes, I I would agree with that. Once it tries to figure out what its plot is, it's
1: not very good. No, except I do like the part where the mayor grabs the shotgun and that photo op part. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's like, I think at that point, once it goes past that, it's like, eh. Uh, I totally agreed.
0: All right, listeners, if you have cult classic movies that you think we forgot... Uh, go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter at at Whiskey Sessions or email us even better. It's Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com and we'll get to your emails on a future episode. But we got to get to some emails now. So these are your emails. You sent us emails
1: to read emails and now we'll read them. All right, B Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox? Dear Whiskey Sessions, if there's two things I like, it's your podcast and Not Following Trends. Therefore, when I recently inherited a cat from the guy who paves my driveway, I named him Whiskey. Unfortunately, my neighbor Raul has taken to Calling the Cat Whiskers for short. How do I correct Raul without offending him? I don't want to risk losing the free coffee filters he steals me from his office. Ooh. Sincerely, Patty.
0: Okay. I, there's a lot of things to work with on that email.
1: I would like to know more about the world of Raul and Patty, personally.
0: I would. Can I say this to Patty, though? In, and I'll say, you you try to save money where you can, but
1: coffee filters are pretty cheap. But how much... you you, you got to think of it from a budget perspective. If mm-hmm. you've had years of free coffee filters from Raul and you have to start buying them, that could be a huge dent. True.
0: Okay, let's say... Let's say coffee filters cost her on average $5 per year. And let's say she's been getting them from Raul for 100 years. So, that I mean, that's $500. She has to think about if $500 is worth the difference between whiskey and whiskers. That's a tough decision.
1: It, it is tough. I would say that as a piece of advice, maybe, you could... Do something subtle like bring Raul a different bottle of whiskey every day until he just associates you with whiskey. And then every time he sees you, he'll see the cat and say, hi, whiskey. I love it. Here's my one problem with that, though. I do think the
0: daily whiskey would end up costing more than the coffee filters.
1: I'm not. uh, Are you not following that? I'm not a mathematician, no. but I'm going to take your word on this.
0: Yeah. The other thing, and actually, this is what Maggie and I did. We have a uh, a coffee maker that doesn't take filters.
1: Well, you guys are in the tech boom of the West Coast, so yeah, not co- everybody.
0: <laughs> the coffee maker that we bought at Walgreens for $20 does not need filters. But that's yeah, yeah, techie San Francisco. I don't know.
1: If everybody can afford to live in the San Fernando Valley, which <laughs> yeah. is not where you live, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> then we all have filterless existence. Yeah, oh, but I like Some it. of us have to put up with offenses by Raul to get three uh-huh.
0: filters. <laughs> well, you, you do what you gotta do. I don't know if I have great advice for her, but there's a couple of routes she could go, and um, I pray for her that she makes the right decision.
1: I think what we did learn is that a daily bottle of whiskey is probably not going to work.
0: No, no, no. That's a bad idea. Unless it's like something really cheap and plastic bottle And we all know Canadian Club got on the smooth train. So that is an option. Good luck, Patty. Good luck, Patty. All right. I have one from Prentice in Rocky River, Ohio. It says, Hey, Whiskey Sessions. Love the app on the top options for the next James Bond. What do you think about giving Sean Connery one more go? You know, is
1: he, is he, what is he doing these days? I know, that's what I'm saying. He could be doing this. I bet he's in like Branson, Missouri, doing an off Broadway Bond show, right? That
0: would be amazing. That'd be way off Broadway, but he should be doing that.
1: <laughs> I've I never, I've Broadway on a boat.
0: Yeah. Have you been to Branson, Missouri before? I have not gone.
1: No, I we almost did. I think I was trying to get Lisa to go there one year for a trip, but she, unlike me, she does not believe in going somewhere and spending money just for the sake of irony, so she did not like that idea.
0: Ah, so you're not gonna take her to the creationism museum. <laughs> no. Right, that's too bad.
1: <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're not going to um we don't go see like the world's largest cotton ball or whatever those sideshow show ball are. of
0: yarn or something whatever iowa is good for it's got to be something
1: it's probably corn right like ears of corn
0: yeah i would think so i mean i've been through the state a bunch of times i don't dislike iowa i think nebraska is the state i don't like
1: oh i have no problem with iowa i just think there's a lot of corn there isn't there
0: yes you can have all the corn in the world there um, but
1: anyway sean connery should be bond
0: yes agreed Good. Uh, so, if you have an email that you'd like to send us for us to read on a future episode, please do. You can hit us up on Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. That is it for this episode. Be pimp. It's kind of been a rum sessions.
1: It's a uh, rum shaker, isn't that a song? So this is the rum
0: shaker. Oh yeah, rum shaker is by. Holy shit, that's like my favorite song too. What is the name like? The... Oh, Rexon and Effects.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that so, is my favorite jock jam of the early to mid-90s.
1: That's why you did this. It was a Freudian slip because yes. you were shaking that rum. Oh, I
0: was just thinking about it. I was thinking it, all I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. That is all, all up, I was thinking about in the liquor in, store.
1: All up in your rum.
0: Yeah. Uh. No. All right. Um. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh. B Pimp. You got any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: I would like to just leave you with, Patty, please write us again.
0: Please do. We want to hear about your life, how the coffee filter thing goes. Uh, until next time, this is A And B-Pimp saying, see you later. Peace out.